Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, we have a, a different and, and really interesting podcast today, so I'm, I'm super excited to to introduce it to you guys. Um, before we do that, um, just to let you guys know, the base at Pharos is now complete. Uh, we have a new 65,000, 65,000, 6,500, 65,000 would be impressive, <laughs> 6,500 square foot open gym, uh, stacked full of great equipment. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, please come and check it out. It's at 1316 Glendale Boulevard. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great facility. We're super proud of it and I, I know you guys are going to love it, so, so come check it out. Um, okay, so... The purpose of today's seminar, um, uh, today's podcast, sorry, is we have an upcoming uh, seminar called Intro to Pregnancy and Postpartum Fitness. Um, it's on Saturday, March 7th from 12.30 to 3.30. Um, and one of, the, one of the things we're really proud of in the gym is that we have a lot of young families, we have a lot of, a lot of young mothers, a lot of young fathers. Um, and one of the questions we always get is, you know, when I'm pregnant, how should I train? How should I eat? What should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? And then also postpartum, like after the baby's born, like how do I return to fitness? Um, how do I get my strength back? How do I get my fitness back safely? Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, and you know we really want to we we really want to put something like this on to, to help our members and to help the the broader fitness community uh, at large. Um, so luckily today I'm here with two experts in this field, um, uh, Emily Cavell. Um, and we should have done the clap in the mic. That okay. Now, wait, let's okay. do it. A clap. Wait, okay. no, no. There you go. Is that, that was a, a, a that strong was really clap. Good. I felt a it. strong motherly clap. Uh, Emily Cavell and uh, Madeline Mosier Tim, who are going to be hosting this this uh, seminar um, on March seventh. Um, obviously, both of them are mothers. They've both been through this experience and are kind of still going through this experience. Maddie twice. Um, and Maddie twice. Uh, so yeah. Um, so Maddie, I mean, people kind of know Emily a little bit from the from the podcast. They don't so much know you. So let's let's hear a bit about yourself. Like, how how did this happen? How did this happen? Um, so I started. I was coaching CrossFit. Um, started back in 2011, and. All of a sudden, in 2014, found out I was pregnant with my first kiddo. Um, it, big shock, big surprise, and not afraid to say that. That yeah, he was a beautiful surprise in our life. Ours too. <laughs> yeah, really, I didn't know he was a surprise yeah. too. And um, uh, you know, <clears throat> being an athlete and being someone who was so or and is so used to having fitness be such a big part of my life, it was a huge transition moving to as an athlete to a pregnant athlete and then a postpartum athlete and not really quite understanding how to navigate that not really having anyone on my quote-unquote team or my in my tribe to help me navigate through that um in a way that is safe um and also there's the mental and emotional aspect to having such a huge change oh, in your life yes. um and and so being someone who has kind of gone through all of that now twice, um, I realized that I needed to be that coach, not only for myself, but then wanted to go and be that coach for other women as well. Um, and so kind of in a nutshell, that's how um, my whole coaching um, experience has shifted from pure CrossFit coach to now a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. And at that time, the information out that was mm -hmm. kind of like, 
very conflicting, right? Well, some people are saying you shouldn't lift weights at all. Some people are saying you can do absolutely anything. Like, how did you navigate that, that Abs- minefield? Absolutely. That, and that is a great question. But, you know, at the time in my first pregnancy, and this was only four years ago, yeah. um, there wasn't a lot of information out there. Um, there was, like you said, a lot of conflicting information out there. There was, you should only lift five pounds during pregnancy or keep even doing what you've always going to come out more than eight like <laughs> <I know>. oh. <laughs> even though you might have a nine pound baby don't lift over five <laughs> yeah like what that makes absolutely no sense or keep doing what you've always done and just listen to your body but really we don't even know what listen to your body means um so i you know funny <clears throat> just quick little story on that i remember seeing my first ob when I was first pregnant with Jackson. So like nobody knew except for like me and Joe and this OB very early on (laughs) in my pregnancy. And I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, I'm a CrossFit athlete. Um, I compete. I want to, you know, figure out how to maintain my fitness um, during my pregnancy. And she was like, well, you can do gliding movements. What? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean glide? What What does that mean? I don't know. I don't like, what do you want me to do? Peter. Master uh, of strength. <laughs> what does I mean, that mean? When you said it, I was like, is it like, like, like this? Like it's like, a, I imagine. Yes, that's, that's I, imagine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, the magnetic ones that's like slightly above yeah. the surface. And it's like, as like, you want me to glide. <laughs> okay. All right. Or hang so, gliding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no contacts at all. Right. <laughs> um, so needless to say, I didn't go back to that OB. Um, and yeah. So anyway, we're we're kind of given these two extremes when we are confronted with how should we work out during pregnancy, and what we're going to talk about at in the workshop is let's find the middle. Let's right. find a place where we're serving our athletes for exactly where they currently are in their journey. And what do they need? What are they experiencing? Are they experiencing pelvic health symptoms? Um, do they even know what that word, what that like phrase means? Exactly. And or and do they brush it off as you know just you know not peeing when you do double unders, or you know do they like kind of really get a grasp of, of what that is? That's exactly that. Exactly that. And finding that common ground where we can talk about these things we're not afraid to talk about symptoms we're not afraid to talk about incontinence um as just as an example of of a symptom yeah um and we're serving our athletes for exactly where they currently are right which is like kind of the biggest key in like in all of this if you were to just like you know ding 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 you know like that's it like if if you're not being met where you are and you're just kind of uh um, you know, going with the flow or thinking that, I, you know, you me- you mentioned an interesting word, maintain my fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think main- maintain or maintenance, it's like, okay, so everything in your body is shifting for the next nine months. You're never going to be exactly like your body is going to go under some like real transformation and you're expecting to quote unquote maintain. Like, why not adapt? Why not transform with you? Why not, you know, like figure out, uh, like assess and address where you are across the whole journey and use it as like a way to get to know yourself better and of course you know well here's the yeah. other thing like and this is what i've witnessed um there's a lot of like pregnant women on social media who are like you know working out really hard right until their birth, uh, up, up until the birth and i think a lot of women look at that and almost like feel a pressure to try and keep up with that but obviously pregnancy is different for everybody like some people are experiencing a lot of like sickness and they don't feel great and you know it's, it's a real struggle yeah. whereas other women can like 
training right through and that's okay like both versions are okay because everyone has a different experience yeah and, and of course with like the pendulum swing then there's also the like kind of like hate on the on the end of the spectrums right. you know yeah. where it's like we're all working towards the same thing we just might there just might be like some weird messaging some better considerations some more things to think about uh stronger community you know a you know whatever it is yeah. i mean there well, is no right there's only what's right for you kind of thing, right yeah. yeah yeah and as as athletes you know part of being an athlete is being able to be adaptable so why not be adaptable right like when this, do you maintain anything yeah it's not as an about athlete. maintaining and, and that's what i thought it was I, that's because i had a fear of losing everything that I had spent years right. obtaining. Right. Yeah. And because I don't know, uh, 2013, right? 2014. 2014 mm-hmm. uh, SoCal Regionals. I had just, team. yeah. We had just come off of Regionals. The other team had just gone to the games. Yeah. Joe's team, my husband's team had just gone to the games the month like later. Like competing was in your blood it was, at yeah. this time. And I was like, I'm going to the games next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Like, uh, this is where I am. And all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. And lit- my son was actually born the week of regionals. Right. So, so have fun with yeah. that. Like, imagine. So, imagine. I'm so going to the every, games yeah, next year. Everyone's in Del Mar. And we're having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, being adaptable um, was not something that I had considered at that time. Right. Yeah. Right. When you think of like, you know, oh, constantly varied fitness and like, you know, it constantly varied like programs or arcs or things. And it's so funny, especially now because my baby's four months old. It's so funny. I know it's crazy how I feel like every mom so clichely says that time flies by, but like when you're pregnant you think you're going to be pregnant forever and you're like god this is really going to screw me up and god this you know and then like afterwards you're like wow that was actually that pregnancy was very temporary you know compared to like this little nugget that I'm going to have forever you know yeah totally um, and that idea of it being temporary this is just a temporary part of our fitness journey so right this is a nine-month training block yeah like this is a different nine-month training yeah block. <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say i mean how, how did you how did that block look like for for people listening like how was your journey from the beginning to the, the point of birth did your was your frequency more in the beginning and less at the end or did you kind of feel better throughout pregnancy and whether whether was the experience different from the first baby to the second yeah baby? i'm gonna hijack and be like talk about that like yeah. really really the like that is one that's a story that i really resonated with the difference yeah. between your two bibs yeah so that first journey through was all about quote-unquote maintaining not wanting to lose this part of my identity sure because i associated so much of myself with being an athlete yeah um and so yeah there was definitely i i also didn't i just i didn't know i didn't i obviously i knew there was a baby in there and things were changing but <laughs> physiologically like what were the implications of performing certain movements during my pregnancy? I didn't understand all of that. Right. Um, so I was more on the extreme side of things of I'm going to work out. I'm going to work out hard. I'm going to quote unquote maintain. Um, and then I had my son and this is where this, where everything changed was that during birth I had um, a very significant perineal tear um, into the pelvic floor muscles and I was just like okay the doctor's gonna stitch me up and I'm gonna go on my way and things are gonna yeah (laughs) done yay um and very soon after that I realized wait a minute things aren't right 
But then I also just attributed that to the fact that, oh, well, this is how it is for all women. Right. This is just kind of what we do. And, and what when we... you say things aren't right, like what are some things that you want people to look out for yeah. that are not right? That's a great question. Um, for me, it was very clearly... It was very clearly just experiencing leaking during certain movements, particularly things like high impact movements, double unders, lifting weight, receiving the weight back on my body, Mm -hmm. um, having those moments. And I was like, I can't talk to anybody about this because this is I'm supposed to just accept that this is my life now. Right. Um, Like people make jokes about it. Yeah. And like, you know. Anytime there's a workout, when a thing, people like joke about like, oh, well, that's just the life. Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's really what it became. And so I just kind of swallowed it and accepted it and didn't really know what to do about it except move on. So I kept training and I just kept training hard um, because I wanted to be on that team that was going to regionals. Did you look into any like corrective exercise uh, like PT or even consider pelvic floor physical therapy at that time was at, that even a word that was not even on the radar right. so you were like, like I'm gonna train hard yeah that was not in Google searches right pelvic floor physical therapy it wasn't was a hashtag a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was not a thing um, and so it was after not making the team that year that I w- took a step back and I was like all right I cannot accept that this is my life now. Mm. I cannot accept that I have to lift and pee all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That just does not, that's not fair. Um, So we, as I entered my second pregnancy, um, that's when I stumbled upon the idea of pelvic floor physical therapy. And I was like, whoa, this is, this sounds like this is exactly what I need. Like, Do you this remember it like a day? It. Like, is, is it, was it a moment? Was um, it like, what are these words? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember what day it was exactly, but I do remember being really excited for my first appointment. Sure. Because I was like, this is the beginning of change. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get help. And even if my symptoms aren't completely allevi- alleviated, at least I can figure out what's going on and I have answers. Yeah. Um, because that was, that's really, really empowering to just know like what is happening to my body um so I love that the whole tone of the whole story just changed when like you feel like you have like help and support and hope and like you know like maybe things aren't like you didn't say there's a quote-unquote cure that you're gonna oh I'm gonna get better Mm -hmm. but like you were stoked yeah like there there was some sort of answer so so excited um and with pelvic floor physical therapy able to implement breathing strategies and learn what was happening with my body, create core and pelvic floor support, um, especially now as I was going into my second pregnancy and, you know, really hoping that things weren't going to get worse. Um, But having these strategies in place and then apply those strategies to my fitness felt really, really good. Absolutely. You know, you know when something free flows like really well and then you're like, great. So where are we? No, um, I, uh, Sloan specifically, just mm-hmm. to give people the full kind of spectrum mm-hmm. of like where you at, where you come from um, as not just a coach to help people who are like, you know, high performing athletes, mm-hmm. but even just like everyday people who want to control di- these different symptoms and have help and hope. Um, how did that, how did that 
empower your second birth story like I know your first mm-hmm. birth story with Jackson was mm-hmm. so different mm-hmm. that I remember being pregnant asking you like what had gone down with Sloan and hearing that like uh, talking to you on the phone about like what was going on there so talk about how that ki- kind of journey informed you to have a much different birth experience the second time yeah I'm first of all just being more in tune with my body and what being more knowledgeable about how it was changing physiologically Um, understanding how this core system works and how it should work as a unit, Um, and then able to take all of that knowledge into my birth. Um, I very strongly believe that the lack of awareness of my pelvic floor is what led to the significant tear that I had during birth. Obvious, and that for, during Jackson's birth, my first birth, um, it I had a walking epidural, which is basically a lower dose version of a full epidural. Right. Um, and but I couldn't feel what I was doing. I could tell I was pushing, <laughs> but I couldn't tell what anything yeah. else felt like. Yeah, quote um, unquote walking yeah, epidural. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no idea of anything else. So not being able to access that. Um, was very kind of confusing in that moment. Sure, played a so, huge role. It's yeah. like, okay, now use it. You can't feel it, but use it. Yeah. Okay. And then going into my second birth with Sloan, um, just feeling better about my body and what was going on and feeling more knowledgeable and in tune with things, as well as having a breath strategy um, that had um, supported me throughout this pregnancy, I took that into my birth sure. too. Um, so... During birth with Sloan, I was able to let go of my pelvic floor as opposed to holding it tight and tensing. And so, you know, as opposed to like pushing against a tense wall, brick wall, wall. exactly. (laughs) Um, I was able to let it go. And my recovery with Sloan was night and day. I had her in a tub. we're talking like candles, can- nice music, essential oils, yeah, like massages in places. Like this oh, is the literally opposite all of that stuff. Of the hospital walking epidural route, yeah, um, into fluorescent recovery. light. Like, I yeah. mean, real like it, like what a, a very like fun, powerful shift. You know, it. And I felt. I mean, granted that I know that things and being able to be adaptable in birth is very important too and saying like hey I'm gonna be in control of this as much as I can be um and I was able to have the the birth experience that I was hoping for um but I was still open to hey if something needed to change all right right let's do that fine um Right. But here's my here's here, my quote unquote plan. I understand right. that that like is going to get shredded and it's just it always go does. how it goes. Yeah. But the but more flexible <clears throat> I can kind of be, the more I can kind of bend and adapt and in adapt. The circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So. OK, so so going back just to, to, you know, when you were pregnant with, with both mm-hmm. children, were your did you do different movements in the second one or did you do the same movements with better awareness? Mm. Was it just the awareness mm. and the breath control that helped you do those movements or did you change your routine completely? A little bit of both. Right. Um, so the first time around, no breathing strategy. I mean, talking <laughs> like 20, yeah, like bearing down, pushing out, yeah. Yeah. Um, as well as 
performing movements that like I look back and I cringe a little right. bit because I like mean you hope you don't have an Instagram post of you oh I totally it. do oh yeah sure oh, I totally were do. really proud hashtag at the time I, yeah athlete. yeah and, and people were like oh you know applauding that yeah. that's cool that's great but you know yeah, yeah like you don't I'm know talking you like know. doing the CrossFit Open in 2015 like 27 weeks pregnant or whatever it was and like handstand push-ups right you know, and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Um, uh-huh. And did that exacerbate some of the symptoms I had? Like diastasis recti, did it make symptoms worse postpartum? I don't know. Yeah, you only have what you're experienced yeah, to work with. I don't, I don't know if that is the case, but it could have. Right. Right? So why, why make that... What am I trying to say? Why take that risk? Why Why take that risk? risk. Exactly. Why take that risk? Right. And that's an interesting thing to approach, like risk versus reward Mm -hmm. when it comes to exercises. Um, And, you know, I know... Okay, I'm I'm gonna kind of go through. Uh, we talked a little bit about like you know the messaging and the myths and and all of that kind of stuff, and not to go into um, all of them. But what would you say is the one that right now at least annoys you the most? Messaging around oh, pregnancy okay. and postpartum. <clears throat> Probably the safe and unsafe movements. Boom. So I knew I knew that that was gonna be. You it knew because that one? Pete said like everyone just wants to know the only like real the basic question that people want to know is what is safe and what is unsafe, and well, it's like well, the answer is that depends, which is not the answer you're looking for, but it is the answer you should be looking for. So try not to buy the one stop shop when you see that safe 100%. when you see the word safe and unsafe. Just like look look twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because what we do as pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches is it's beyond the what to do. It's the how to do it. Right. Right. Um, Because some things may be safe for a long time and other people look at and it's like, I can't believe you're doing that. But it is totally fine and safe and acceptable for that person because they are aware. Like a good example right now with me postpartum is there are definitely things that I can't do or things that I can't do in high volumes. Like box jumps are a single Mm. jump endeavor. Like I remember I used to bing, 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 you know, and now is like I exhale before my feet even leave the ground and I am landing right so there's this like strategy that allows me to do that I'm not doing any sort of kipping thing so one might say I have a weak core yet I feel very strong and confident Mm -hmm. deadlifting and deadlifting heavy postpartum Uh, so it's like there are certain things that are going to be right for some people and not right for others and even quote unquote core exercises like it is not one size fits all in that Mm -hmm. in that way either so well and also in a basic sense it's like if I'm trying to work my shoulder strength then why do a handstand push-up when i could just do a, a strict press it's like right. basic Risk stuff like that reward. like what is the purpose of this exercise and is there a better way to do it when absolutely. i'm in this condition absolutely That's- absolutely so with that being said um how would you suggest someone finds out that they're pregnant which is like so if this happens we've been in, uh, we've had pharos open that like now for over two years and the amount of people who have come through being like i'm pregnant i'm pregnant i just had a baby blah 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 like or i'm like you know excited i i'm here i'm working with one person right now who has back pain and she wants to be a mom and wants to figure it out before she even gets pregnant and I'm like I love this you know there's yeah. just so many uh, like <clears throat> pregnant athletes who come in and the first thing that they think is what do I do what do I need to look out for I just found out I'm pregnant uh, Madeline Mosier what is safe <laughs> Madeline Mosier Tim what is safe <laughs> 
what is safe or where do I start where do, where I, do I start what do I look for what how do I navigate these or these kind of early stages that is a very big question mm-hmm. and that is something that we are going to dive heavily into in the workshop <laughs> this uh next Saturday right like this is exactly this what is, it's about this is what it's about because there are a lot of questions and I understand having those questions because I had those exact questions too I remember when I first found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. Right. Like that first few weeks, I was like, I, I'm, I'm pregnant. I can't do anything. <laughs> and then once I got past that, you know, that initial fear, I was like, back in it. You know, the first pregnancy. Right. My first pregnancy, I did that. Um, but it, let's first off, we have to adjust our mindset um, when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum fitness. And that's not just for the athlete but that goes for coaches that goes for everybody around us that's supporting us um allow us that space to adjust ourselves um another little uh, moment i'll never forget um i had a one of my fellow coaches come up to me when i was in my first pregnancy and he he was like, oh, so you're going to, you know, be back to... Bounce back. Yeah. That, that's my uh, annoying one. Like, if you ask me that question, uh, that would be the one for me that's yeah. just like... Yeah, that one. You can't see what just happened, is the worst. Side. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> you're, you're going to be back in, what, six weeks? Yeah. And he had, like, stamped this arbitrary yeah, number. Yeah, pressure. Yeah, this arbitrary number on my recovery, but it got in my head. And I know he didn't mean anything harmful by it. Sure. But by that saying that, I had put this, like unnecessary pressure on myself to quote unquote bounce back right and they're so supportive like and that's the thing like everyone is so supportive and they're like you know just you know do what feels right listen to your body like don't worry you'll bounce back and like you know oh you look you know you look great you don't even look like you had a baby it's like well I I hate that one well I I hate that one too it's not like it's my goal to not look like I just had a baby because I did just have a baby and like why do we tell women that like (laughs) right where does that come from like it's, it's not, like, good job on not looking pregnant anymore. Yeah. That's really good job. That, I think, you know what? That's probably my... The more annoying that, one. That's I got, probably I more, a little yeah. deeper. Yeah, yeah. I, that one just kind of... <laughs> okay, so then I guess this is a broader question because we're not so much talking about the pregnant athlete that comes in and, say, you know, who comes in and, and says, oh, I'm pregnant, now where do I start? It's like, how can you speak to... How can you change the... Uh, mindset around the coaching around coaching in general where you know because they're not just going to come and seek you out they're going to come and seek out whoever they're currently training with Mm -hmm. who may or may not Mm -hmm. you know so maybe I would say when um, like let's maybe speak to like male coaches like what should male coaches consider when have when having a pregnant or postpartum athlete Um, your answer is going to be the same (laughs) literally my answer is exactly the same is mindset Um, when we are educated on exactly what is happening to our bodies, um, and what's happening to women's bodies in pregnancy, you know what? I recommend men going and becoming certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches. How many people train women? Like how many women prefer male trainers and then go through their, you know, pregnancy and postpartum journey? You know, it's just as much on you to know. It's not like we're a small demographic. Right. We've just been underserved in that sense. And I think women deserve to have more options in their coaches. Like, this is something that male or coaches, accessories to accessories, their coaches. Yeah, like if a co- I mean, you know yeah. if a ma- if a male coach is like, okay, great, uh, you know, just don't pretend to know. If you do know, get them in contact with somebody who does who know. Does. Yeah, yeah, like don't go outside of your scope. 
Um, and there are so many pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches um, that are joining the ranks of, of Emily and myself every day. And we are more than happy to jump on a phone call and say, hey, like, let's talk about how we can better serve this athlete and what are her needs. Right. Like, and also, it's more relevant now than it ever has been because there are so many more women training in pregnancy. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like in they, pregnancy, but training in ways that they didn't train twenty years ago. Right, or like, even five years, ten years yeah. ago. Like, um, I was listening to this great podcast that was talking about how, like, someone asked, like, what the research says. They were interviewing a pelvic floor physical therapist, and she was like, "Honestly, we are the research right now. Like, right. when it comes to training this, on this yeah. scale, like, we are the research. It's happening right now." And that, it, you know, um, so going into it with that mindset that's like everything is exploratory, nothing is cookie cutter, everything needs to be, in a, you know, mm. an individualized approach and finding ways. So, you know, for you, it's mindset. And for me, it's assessment, you know, mm-hmm. like mindset then informs your ability to be connected with your body, to be connected to, you know, what really matters, what you are, quote unquote, training for, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think, you know, those things coming together just kind of creates the environment that women need in their training um, and just feeling comfortable with making those adjustments because it is hard when everyone else around you is, you know, they're doing certain movements a certain way or they're lifting a certain amount of weight. And, you know, I'm working on my breath strategy and using much less, much less weight than I'm used to. It's, it's a hard adjustment. Sure. You know, but yeah. You know, letting our athletes know, like, that's okay. Right. Giving them that support because they understand the physiological implications. Yeah. And, like, being in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Like, just because, you know, like, if you are a marathon runner, the goal should be to get back to running forever. Like, to be able to be 80 and running, not just, like, how quickly can I get back, you know? Long-term Okay, so now, with that being said. Okay. Postpartum. Okay. Pregnancy is temporary. Mm Mm-hmm. But postpartum is forever. It's forever. It's That's right. forever. I was. I just met with somebody yesterday who had a back spasm. Reached out to me and was like, Emily, I just went to my OBGYN. I had a pap smear and now I have a back spasm. And I was like, this, Whoa. I mean, if this doesn't relate to pelvic floor health and then you know she she comes in and we chat and um you know she's talking about you know her two babies and how she totally is the person who you know can't jump on a trampoline Mm -hmm. and things like that and it's like you know she had kids 15 years ago and was never had you know never had any of this talked about and is sitting there and then texted me this morning was like Emily thank you so much I called my OBGYN and I just made an appointment with a pelvic floor physical therapist and it's like yay you know like this this is the this is why we're here you know that yeah. it's not just like the tiny little points of pregnancy or how to navigate how quickly you can get your body back but like navigate like you know training changes and um be you know carrying that awareness all throughout your life as uh you know as a mm-hmm. female and all the you know phases of that um so important yeah and motherhood is physical and we are picking things like, up. We're I am pulling, lunging yeah. and squatting and deadlifting all day. Long. Yeah. yeah. And you want to be able to jump on a trampoline with your kids. You don't sure. want to have to sit on the sidelines. And just knowing that no matter where you are in your postpartum journey, if it's been months, if it's been years, that there is help and there is hope. And that's another um, resounding um, point of next week's seminar. Yeah. 
Okay, I have some rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you excited? <laughs> just it. like some for fun so people can get to know you. <gasps> uh, actually, okay. before we do that, I just want like people to really know um, and in case like you didn't know, you, it's really fun to have you here because whether you know this or not, in addition to being my former boss <laughs> and manager for people who don't know, Maddie used to be my boss That's and right. I don't think I was a very good employee. I at least know I didn't always wear the uniform. Um, oh, but, <laughs> stop. but you were uh, a great employee. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But I'm so proud of you. Uh, even more than that, you really were the first uh, mentor that I had on how to apply coaching like fantastic coaching in a great in a in a group setting um so thank you for that in case you didn't thank know you. I'm like you know it's just so funny because Pharos is like uh we are built on the group dynamic that like results are accelerated in a group uh, in a group environment supported by people who are like in your corner and like you know looking out for you and um it's so fun how like that is always you know taken from like who's come before you mm-hmm. and so like you played such a huge role in that Aww. so thank you so much Thank you. I'm so honored to have been a part of it. I know. And now you're here and then you get to meet the Pharaoh's mamas and I just feel like it's all it's, it's all, all full happening. Circle. Full circle. It really I just is. tied it in a little bow. Oh, okay, sweet. so as a mom. Okay. Okay, let's go. Um, what is your best way to de-stress? How do you de-stress? Wine and Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I just admitted that. No, I love how fast it flew out of your mouth. You well, said it before you could think about it. And, and of course, The Good Doctor, because my brother. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, so, you could totally plug that. Yeah. Watch The Good Doctor, Watch The guys. Good Doctor, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, how do you, what is your, like, strategy for juggling all the things? You are mom. You are work mom. You are boss lady. You are... Uh, you know a best friend you are a wife like how do you what's the way that you juggle all the things god I still don't know if I figure that out sure entirely what um, is your current strategy uh, experimenting of juggling all the things <laughs> um you know what when you're in mom mode you're you're in it just be as present as you can in each of those moments put your phone down um when you're with your husband, because those times are fewer and far between for my own husband and I sure. than ever now. So when we are together, like just be together, be together, be there, be in it. Um, when I'm programming for a client, that's what I'm doing. Um, I, I do that at the end of the day um, when my kids are asleep. So I kind of compartmentalize each aspect of my life in that way, just because that's what works for me. Sure. But um yeah, I think kind of compartmentalizing, thing, you know, the, those moments in my life has Great. definitely helped. What was your favorite part of being pregnant? Favorite part of being pregnant? Um, you know what? To be honest, I didn't enjoy pregnancy with Jackson. Only because okay, it was... not his fault. Uh, yeah, it's not his fault. <laughs> Just, and I, and I, I know that sounds like an awful thing to say, but it was such a transition in my life that... I still, it took me so long to wrap my head around it. Right. That my life was changing so drastically. My body was changing so drastically. Um, And then just the second pregnancy was so different because I had so much more knowledge. And so I was able to just enjoy this life that was happening. Yeah. 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 I did not like being pregnant either. But my favorite part about being pregnant was being able in photos, like normally as a female, you suck your stomach in, but you're just like. You get to let it go. Let, let it, go. it go. In fact, push it out a little bit. Let, let, it, let the people know. see the belly. <laughs> yes. Let them see it. Um, and uh, what would you say right now you are most proud of in your life? 
Um, just having a home that is filled with lots of like love and fun and laughter and and for babies and dancing. I mean, especially <laughs> Joe's dance moves. They're great. Um, <laughs> you know, he doesn't show them off very often, but you get but to see him. And that's I get all to that see matters. Them. And, you know, Joe took a picture of himself with the kids the other day. I, I was out doing something. I don't remember what. And he sent it to me. And it was like him wearing like this dinosaur like blanket costume thing over his head. And the ki- they were all roaring at the picture. And it was just so stinking cute. And I was like, I pray to God every night saying how thankful I am and how grateful I am for like this life and those kids and this man. And I'm just proud of what we've built. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much for uh, one coming here, but also teaming up with Pharos and um, bringing your gift and your knowledge and uh, your influence to the pregnancy and postpartum community at Pharos Athletic Club. So, if you um, are interested, if you are a coach who wants to learn more, if you are uh, someone uh, about to get pregnant, pre- currently pregnant, postpartum being forever uh you know <laughs> then come and register you can do that of course on the pharos athletic club app you can also go to pharos.fit slash mamas and that will also um direct you to uh maddie's site so that you can kind of navigate around there um and get to know her a little bit more but uh we're so excited uh and anything any last parting words i'm super interesting this is great i'm really excited about this, this thank you awesome. for letting yeah. me hijack no, of the Pharaoh's fit podcast thanks for having me guys i really appreciate our <laughs> chat and well it's, it's getting into as, it. as just as you were saying like in terms of like the research like this is happening now mm-hmm. right. like i feel like you guys are happening now this is happening now <laughs> this, is, this is important it's a movement it's it a is. movement it's, it's a important movement. information and that luckily we aren't, we aren't the only ones there's it's a really strong yeah. movement so if you look for the information it is there you just have to you know d- don't just go to the first thing that you see yep. yeah yeah okay guys well thanks again for listening uh, again you can check us out at Faros at Faros Park on Instagram uh, we are at 1316 Glendale Boulevard if you want to drop in say hi come check out the gym And we will see you uh, very soon. Uh, Thanks again, guys. Take care. Bye.